Thank you for joining in on the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series called Relationship Goals. Today's sermon is entitled Christ Centered. I'm going to talk about how you don't build a life of righteousness in the future on a foundation of sins today. And we're also going to talk about how to pray for your spouse. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. Let's dive into this today. So relationships goals that we have. And, I, and week one here is entitled Christ-centered. Christ-centered. And so I want to start by going to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 through 24. And we're going to be reading uh, this uh, version. It's the New Living Translation. So uh, it may look a little different in your Bible. But if you don't mind, we'll open up to there. If you're on your mobile device, whatever, that's Genesis two eighteen, And it says, Then the Lord said... It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Thank God he did. And so the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man was sleep, when the man was when the man was sleeping, when the man slept, (laughs) the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed him up. Verse 22, it says, then the Lord God made a woman from the from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Verse 24, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to, to his wife, and the two are united as one. Man, I tell you what, I like that. And, and we always pick a, a lot of times. Everybody's like, well, how did we come up with the word woman? And I just want to, again, in, in my mind, when God brought Eve over to Adam, he was like, woman, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, that's just in my mind. That's just how I picture it. But for the ones that are married, think about your special day that you had. And so, uh, or, or maybe you're not married and maybe you're just in a relationship because this series isn't, it's a lot to do with marriage, but it also deals with our relationships and people who aren't married yet and are planning to get married one day. This will help you as well. But I want some pictures I want to show you guys. Hashtag relationship goals. This is some goals that some of us may have. And, and and I look at through these pictures, and and I had to go to Tasha's uh, Facebook to try to find some of these. These are different events throughout our lives, different things that we got to experience together, things that that were almost what we call picture perfect moments. And I got told that one time, like Pastor Michael, I see your picture, pictures on Facebook, man. Those were just carefully planned out pictures. Y'all knew one of these pictures on here, this one that's up here behind me right now, the far top left-hand corner where we're at in the main campus. This was taken when me and Tasha were still dating in Kings Mountain Battleground in North Carolina. And we were all lovey-dovey. And we laid it to the, the sun was in the right moment. And we took the perfect picture. And so sometimes people want to say, these are just perfectly planned things that you guys done. They are edited versions of moments in life. And, and, and sometimes people just want to take those things and, and just say, hey, that's not reality. But I've also had people to say, hey, man, I want that. I want what y'all have. 
I want to go have those special moments. I want to be able to have those wonderful date nights, those adventures that you've been on, those trips that you've been on. And oftentimes when people say, I want what you have, or I want that life that you have, and, and those things, I often ask, what is that that you really truly want? And a lot of times people can't take uh, and figure out exactly what they want from our marriage. Is it the happiness? Is it the, is it the long walks on the beach? Is it that old oh, lovey-dovey in the kissing booth? Is that what the people want? And people just come up with all kinds of different answers. Now, I like to tell you guys that there's been times where I looked on the movies that you watch and they're over there, they're dancing in front of the fireplace. I'm like, man, I really want that. That looks so good. Let me tell you what Tasha wanted one time. Y'all ready for this? I think it was a, a, a walk to remember. I think it was the movie. Where they go out and, and they in the, in the middle of the street and it's rain, it's pouring down rain and they, and they kiss in the rain or they lay down in the street. I don't remember. Anyway, it involved raining in the road. <laughs> it's from a movie. I don't know exactly know which one, but, but it involved the rain in the road. Well, she wanted us. <laughs> Can't make this up. <laughs> in the middle of the night, it was pouring down rain. <laughs> And she's like, hey, will you just lay on the road with me and just give me a big old sugar kiss? <laughs> so I did it. <laughs> we were drenched. We were soaking wet. But it was because they had seen this in the movie and they wanted that. They, she wanted that, that uh, I guess, the memory. She wanted to fulfill that thing in her life because she's like, I got to have it. I know it's going to be special. <laughs> I was wet. I was miserable. It was cold. <laughs> and so... But I, I, I'm thankful that people crave something more. I'm thankful that, that people crave different things. I'm thankful that they crave special things. I'm thankful that me and my wife had to get this bonding moment while we were dating and we get out and we laid in the road in the middle of the rain. It's crazy it is. Now we did it at night when, when there wasn't no traffic out. So we didn't stop traffic. <laughs> thank God I didn't want to die. But, but, but we, I, I thank God that people want more and they want things. But now I want to tell you something. When people tell me they want my life and they want what I have, ooh, but I want to tell you, if you truly want what I have, if you truly want a relationship like me and Tasha have, i got to be clear about just a few things. And I want to talk to you just for a little bit longer about some things. I told her I was going to beat up on her. <laughs> but i tell you what we have. We have absolutely truth and trust with one another. We're also always honest with one another. I always tell her, hey, I'll be up front and honest with you. If I don't like something, I'm going to tell you. I remember one time, one of my favorite things is mac and cheese. And I like a lot of noodles and a lot of cheese. And, and she knew this. And she made me this big old thing of mac and cheese. All of a sudden, she put some black pepper on there. Ooh. I'm like, why'd you ruin my mac and cheese? Why'd you do it? You got to, no, I wouldn't eat it. I refused to eat it. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm going to be truly and completely honest with you. I, if you make something I don't like, I'm not going to force self that I'm not doing that. And it's just like, I hope if I'd make something, you'd tell me the truth and, and not eat something that I make you didn't like. But we always have been honest. And she tell you, 
It's hard to be married to an honest person, a super honest person, because she may pick out an outfit that, at the store that she really, really likes. And I'll be like, are you really getting that? <laughs> no, no. Watch out, Bobby, just Corella. You don't, nobody wants that. So I'm, we're honest. We trust one another. We have meaningful and intimate conversations. We talk. Now, sometimes, she'll tell you I don't like to talk, but a lot of times I sit there, I'm a, I'm a listener. Because I'm a man, I want to make sure I process the information before I speak. <laughs> but we have playful interactions. She'll took that, uh, you know, the thing you open the blinds with, the little rod. She chased me around the house with it one time because I was aggravating her, so she tried to get me. She tried to beat me up with it. <laughs> True story. But we, we like to goof around. We like to play. I like to, to aggravate her. And see, we show generous, generous and sincere affection for one another. And then we have a great, a great passion for the church and for God. We love God with all of our hearts. God's great. Now, before you guys start rolling your eyes and gagging a little bit over this Hallmark love affair that we're had going on that I'm painting this pretty picture of, what we, what we do have it's not a destiny. Are we not, uh, excuse me, we don't have a destination. We don't have a destination that we're, at, we're after, but we have an ongoing journey. We have an ongoing journey that we're after. Now I will tell you, <laughs> Tasha, she's stubborn. She's stubborn. I tell her something, <laughs> she's like, I ain't doing that. I'm like, but Tasha, listen, I ain't doing it. I'm like, Tasha, but she's stubborn. But on the same token of that, I'm demanding. Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. We gotta get this for the church. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. It's my only day off. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get there. I can be demanding. She can explode. I'm like a ticking time bomb. I take a lot in and all of a sudden I, it's like a volcano erupted. But see, our road has always, our road has been also filled with massive Miscommunications, painful misunderstandings, hurt feelings, and innocent conversations. Or excuse me, intense conversations. You know, you ever been in them intense conversations with your loved one, your spouse, your significant other? You've been in them heated arguments and all of a sudden you had to come out there and preach the language. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Calm down there. See, Tasha's also thrown shoes. Now, I ain't trying to promote domestic violence, but she tried to hurt me one time. She threw some shoes. She threw a glass. She threw the remote. She threw everything. She was mad. She exploded. <laughs> See, she yells. I've yelled. She slammed doors. I've slammed doors. We've hung up on one another. We've ended phone calls. Tasha, even one time, got so mad at me, she tried to get out of the moving vehicle. <laughs> I'm like, we're going 65. You open the door. What's wrong with you? Stop that. <laughs> we've even went to bed mad at one another where we slept in the same bed and we slept back to back and then you try to ease in there with your feet and they're like she's like don't you touch me not even with your nasty feet <laughs> see we've even thought about the house the junk in our house who's going to load the dishwasher how's my driving how's Tasha's driving Lord is bad <laughs> How long we run the water. How hot the water can be. Her unwillingness to turn off the light after you leave the room. 
the thermostat and the temperature in the house. How late she makes me, how uptight I can be, how we discipline the kids different, how we worship different, what we watch on TV, who we hang out with, who we don't hang out with, where to eat, when to eat, what to eat, how I eat, and how often I don't eat. <laughs> Maybe you're sitting here today or on an online campus, you're like, man, this kind of sounds like my life. Uh, listen, I tell you guys all the time, the pastor's no different than you. I just got a fancy title. We have the same issues. We have same problems just as everybody else. And, and I'm going to tell you, and a lot of times you may sit in here saying, well, Pastor Michael, I'd give anything to have what you have. I'd give anything to do this. And I always tell people, our relationship, me and Tasha's relationship didn't come without struggles and pain. I also remember a time where, where she <laughs> wanted to make pancakes. Now, I want y'all to know that your pastor's still on the diet and he's doing really good. It's been a struggle, but man, she made pancakes a couple of weeks ago and I wanted one so bad. I wanted one so bad. And, and I went in there and I'm like... She, we got that easy stuff, that complete meal. You just get take the stuff out and you add water to it and burn it up and put it on the pan. Easy, right? And then you you put the stuff on there and and you let it, you know, get you you put your pan on there. You get it turned on on a little bit medium high heat or medium low heat, and you and you let your butter get all melted and get your pan hot. And then you put your your pancake batter in there. Ooh, I'm getting hungry. And you let the bubble start and you let them get just right and you scoop it up and you flip it over. Don't take long. But but I remember just saying, hey, what are you doing? You're messing up the pancakes. I want them just bright. And this is how you do it. And sometimes this, we're all the time trying to make and criticize one another. And trying to and say, hey, this is how we do it. Because this is the relationship. This is a lot of our relationships that we have. We're constantly trying to battle one another. And see, I want you guys to also know. That you're not in this relationships alone. Because again, some of you have heard some of these things and like, man, I've experienced some of those exact same things. And I want you guys to know it's completely normal. It's completely normal to have conversations that get intense. And I'll be throwing shoes at one another. <laughs> but if you have a bad day, sometimes when we, when we look at our relationships, we've been hurt. We've been upset. We've been had regrets. We've had selfless, selflessness and even been jealous from time to time. Paper stuck. But see, I want you guys to, to know that, that these types of goals that, that you're after that, and, 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 and that you may see need to be Christ centered, mission driven, Devil kicking and covenant keeping. See, when you have these things all together, your relationship's going to be strong. Now, again, it ain't, ain't going to come easy. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be times you're going to be at one another, but it's okay. It's normal. It's all right. But most importantly, it needs to be Christ-centered. Your life needs to be Christ-centered. And so what does Christ-centered truly mean? That's a very, very good question. So you need today, you need to start by acknowledging your life and your marriage of what it is centered around 
So what is your life truly centered around? Is it yourself? Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's just a certain lifestyle that you have. Basically, what is the most important thing in your life? And see, the relationship goals, so, so in our comments, somebody put hashtag relationship goals. But and there's a lot of times there's this one myth that goes around in a relationship. Well, the only thing that you have to have is happiness and love for your spouse. Now, I tell you, that is a true thing. You have to have love and happiness to make a relationship work. Because if you're in a miserable relationship, it just ain't going to work. But see, to have a, a truly life of happiness and fulfillment... You gotta find the one and complete it with number two. So what I mean by that, if Christ is, if, in a Christ-centered marriage, words are all tongue twisted today. In a Christ-centered marriage, Jesus should be your number one. And your spouse should be your number two. And, and so, where do I, where do I get off by saying that? Where, where do you, where do you come up with that, Pastor Michael? Well, it tells us in Matthew 22 and 36. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Lord, I love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. So Jesus is telling us right there in the scripture to love Him first. Love Him with all your heart. If you're loving your spouse with completely 100, and I love my wife 100%, I love my wife. But I love God and Jesus a lot more. Because guess what? Tasha won't get me to heaven. Tasha, she can do everything in her power, but Tasha cannot get me to heaven. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Now again, I love my wife. I love her. I love her so much. I want to hold her and I want to kiss her. I really want her to take me to sushi again, so I won't. <laughs> but see, we got to center our vision and our values and our belief and align them with what God says and what the Bible tells us. And so, a lot of times we, we have to figure out what's impacting us and influencing us the most. See, when we live a Christ-centered life, we start having an impact and influence the people around us like our kids Imagine with me, you're having a, a struggle relationship and, and maybe your relationship's been rocky and your kids are acting crazy. Maybe it's a reflection of what they're seeing through you. And if you're having a Christ-centered self, man, imagine the impact that you're going to make with the people around you. Your coworkers, your family, your friends. Make them say, and I like this. I want what you have. Man, I love what you have. It's, man, that's awesome. I see your life and I want it. And I had a guy tell me, he said, man, I want what you have. And I told him, I said, it didn't come easy. See, it was hard. It was a hard journey. I said, but I tell you what. I said, God's number one. I said, that's what's made it the most important. And so for the ones who aren't married, what about, what about us that aren't married? Hey, I got some good news for you. Pray and set yourself up to have Christ number one in your life. That way when number two comes along, everything's already set in motion. Now I want to tell you, make sure you find somebody just as holy and Christ-centered as you are. 
Because you want a relationship that's going to explode and then be great and be on fire for God. And you won't, I mean, you'll still have struggles. You'll still have pains. You'll still have argument. You may use some pastor cuss words as we call them or, or Christian cuss words. But hey, Christ will be number one. And, and so I, and, it, and start speaking things into existence. I want to have a Christ centered marriage in my future. I want to live my life every single day. Through Christ and let Christ be number one in my life. See, I, I, we had an announcement today and, and Tasha Dunham and, and again, we, we were messing around with video announcements and that's something that, that we're trying to do this year and, and, and just make things a little bit better. And, and one of the things that she talked about is if you wanted to get more involved here at Medic Church, come see her at the church. We have uh, some areas that we'd love to get you connected in to serve and, and do more for your community here and involved in the church. And so if we're getting involved in, 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 in the church and, and we're surrounded by other Christians who are, who are, who are, who are God-centered, man, this community won't know what to do with us. They'll say, hey, we want what you have. You don't build a life of righteousness in the future based on the foundations of sin today. Hey, well, I got time. I want to have some fun first. I want to go out and party at the clubs. I want to go sleep around with, with all my buddies. And I want to do ungodly things and, 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 and live my life just a little bit longer. But see, if you want a, you want a righteous relationship and you want a righteous life, start today. Don't wait. Because a lot of times what happens is, People get involved in sin and end up doing ungodly things and they, and they wonder why they're in the relationship mess that they're in today. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm just saying this will better your life. This will set your future up. You want a better life? You want a better future? This is how you do it. Those things of this world are going to pass away. Those things are only temporary. Those things are, are just in that moment are going to feel good. They're going to feel great. But listen, it's not going to get you anywhere. Again, the only way to the Father is through Christ. So, so as you're building up your relationships and we go through these next four weeks and, and, or through the month of February, learn how to submit yourself to one another. After the you mean I got to do everything? I got to spin myself to Tasha. I got to wash her feet and, and comb her hair and do all that. Hey, if that's what it takes, what I mean by submitting yourself, forgive one another for things that may have been wrong or done wrong. We've all messed up. We've all done some stupid things. I see him told me yesterday, quit bringing up things that in the past. Quit worrying about it. Y'all know what you're talking about? This is stupid. But we brought it up. Y'all know those one-a-day gummies you can get? <laughs> and so, so we like taking the gummies because they're a little bit easier to trying to swallow that big hard pill. So we got some gummies back in the day. <laughs> and guess what she did? <laughs> and if y'all don't know, them things are like $15 a bottle because they're expensive because of gummies. And that mug, she left them in the car in the hot summer. And you know what they did? They all melted together. So instead of having individual gummies, you had one gummy. <laughs> That's a huge one a day. <laughs> I don't know if you never dosed on a <laughs> one a day, but my gosh. But I brought it up. And she's like, quit bringing up stuff in the past that don't even matter. 
So we need to learn to, to forgive things. See me in mistakes. It's something as little as leaving a gummy, uh, a one a day gummy in a car. Doesn't matter. Submit yourself by honoring. Hey, I know you've worked all day. I know you've been here with the kids. Man, I appreciate you doing the dishes. Lift them up. Show them respect. A lot of times we, we come in, I know for me, and I always again talk about myself, is, is I'll come in after a long day of work and I'll go into the kitchen and, and I'll be like, man, there's dishes. And I get aggravated. I'm like, what you been doing all day? But I, what's up? Not taking into the fact and the, and the consideration of saying, hey, I understand you were busy. I understand you were working your business and I understand you're trying to do homeschool and I understand I, I missed my mark. And, and, and so submit yourself to one another and come to church together. There's nothing better than, than, uh, uh, coming to church, being involved. Funny story. <laughs> Me and Tasha met in church. We met going to church and, and she tells you I was a door greeter and I held the door open, but <laughs> I told her I was just standing there and I seen somebody walking in and I just opened it up. It just conveniently, <laughs> I was talking on my phone, texting back in the day. Next day, beep, beep. Anyway, <laughs> but we started serving together in our church. My dad was a children's pastor, so we started helping him. We got more involved, and we started reading the Bible and praying together. These were great things that we were doing. Now, I want to ask you guys something. If I ask you right now to do three things, how many of you would do them? Anybody? If I asked you to do, do three things, would you do them? Well, Pastor Michael, it depends on what they are. It all depends on, on what those three things are. But I love statistics. But statistically proven, if I asked you guys to do three things, you wouldn't do any of them. <laughs> That's too much. You want me to do three things? Three things. But what if I ask you guys to do one thing? Ooh, now I might could do one thing. I might could do that. I might could do that. But I truly, I want to ask you guys, if you will, I want to ask you to pray with your spouse together every single day. Every day. Pray with your spouse. And, and, I, and I love this saying from a movie. It says, couples that pray together stay together. Couples that pray together stay together. And, and I know for me, and, and Tasha will get on to me. She'll be like, I don't know why you tell them to pray. You don't even pray with me. And I'll tell you that me and Tasha have done a 30-day challenge where we prayed every night together. And, and it drastically improved our life. And I've slacked. Pastor, be honest, I've been slacked. We only usually pray when we eat. And then I'm like so tired a lot of times from work. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed. And then she, I'm in bed and, and she's in the other room doing doing things and, and getting things ready for her business and doing things for, you know, for the carols. And I'm over there, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not perfect, but I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to do this challenge with you. I want to challenge you for the next 30 days through the whole month. Uh, we'll do the whole month of February. How about that? Whole month of February. So I'll cut you some slack. I'm cutting a couple of days out of there for you. <laughs> so for the whole month of February, I want you to pray with your spouse or your significant other. Every night. Every day. And I promise you, your life's going to get better. Amy, when you, Amy, when you get in fights and you start fussing and you yell at one another, I want you to kiss and make up. And I promise you, you can pray. I promise you, you can do this. I promise you, as hard as it can be, I know you can do it. 
Well, Pastor Michael, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I'm nervous. I'm scared. What if they don't like what I say? What? What if? What if? What if? What if they ain't gonna understand? What if it takes them a lot longer to warm up to do it? I said it takes forever. It took her forever to warm up. And I try to get her. I toss her all the time. I put her on the spot. Hey, Tasha, I need you to pray. I need you to pray during for our lunches. And so I'm all the time trying to put her on the spot the, the better a prayer. But but how do you pray for your spouse or your significant other? How do you do that? Keep it short. Keep it short. Doesn't have to be nothing long. Dear gracious heavenly father, knee bowed the holy throne of grace and the third generation. It don't have to be all that. Keep it simple. I always tell people, talk to God like you're talking to me or you. Just pray over your spouse. God, help our marriage. God, help our relationship. God, help us to keep it Christ-centered. Amen, I pray. Amen. Something simple. Very, very easy. If they're dealing with something, they're dealing with struggles in their jobs, they're dealing with struggles in their diet, whatever. (laughs) Just pray over them. Keep it short. Number two, keep it consistent. Keep it consistent. And if you go out past everywhere, hey, that's awesome. Keep going. Keep going. And yet, you'll even find yourself throughout the day and maybe throughout the, the course of, uh, of your day picking up the phone and saying, hey, I just, I just felt like I needed to pray for you. Your life will be changed. Now listen, number three, if you miss a day, it's okay. It happens. Don't worry about it. But just don't miss two days. Be consistent. So I, I give you a little sample prayer here that you can pray with your spouse. Dear God, give us wisdom and clear direction in all we do today. Help us to show your love to each other and to shine your light into the world. Keep us close to you, away from temptations, and away, oh, and always in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Short, simple, to the point. Now, replay this over and over. Remember it. Write it down. If you go out through that today, write it down. Pray for your spouse. And hey, again, now, hey, I'm not married. It's okay. This apply, it can apply to you too. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, pick up the phone, call them. Hey, I'm going to pray for you. Before you go to bed or before you start your day, I'm going to pray with you. And do it over the phone. It's okay. But maybe you're single. That's all right too. We got something you can do. God, I want to pray for my future spouse. I want to pray for them that, that you will guide them and help us when we do find one another to always keep you first. Always be praying. And something else I, I want you guys to do is, is to try to find a date night. Never stop dating your spouse. Never stop dating. That's what I want. That's what I'm after. That's the what that I want. <laughs> or that's the that that I want. Keep Christ centered. Keep him the most important. And I want to close up with this. Just remember, your marriage is not a destination. But it's an ongoing journey. Just like my relationship with Tasha, it's an ongoing journey. We're all the time trying to do new things. We're all the time trying to to go different places and adventure into doing different things. We like going to Tennessee. That's one of our favorite places to go. And and I, I tell her that, hey, when we go, we're, we're going in a couple of weeks. And I said, hey, there's something when we go, I want to go do. It's something that we've never done. To, to my knowledge, we never have even done together. And, and I told her, I said, I want to go try this. See, if Christ is your number one, your spouse is your number two. 
See, if, if God isn't number one, you need to start looking at putting Him as number one in your life. See, see, God wants us to never stop dating. He never wants us to stop loving. And I want you to know that, that when you're, even if you're single and you got Christ first in your life and first in your marriage, God is always with you. He's always directing you. He's always working things out in your favor. When you're weak, He is strong. When you stray, He does bring you back. See, I like this part that I got wrote down. When your spouse is drifting, His Holy Spirit brings him back in the right way. See, marriages aren't perfect. I'll tell you, me and my wife's marriage isn't perfect. We have struggles. We have pains. We have those intense arguments. But we also have passion and care and love for one another. And so I, I, I know that marriage is between two people that are broken. But they're united together with Christ. When they put it, put it God's center in their lives. Because two people are a lot better than one. You guys don't mind on our online campus here in person. You'll stand up with me. I want to close with a prayer. And then our worship team is going to lead us into one more worship song. So let's pray today. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I know a lot of folks couldn't be with us today because of the snow. But God, I want to I want to thank you for the snow. And I want to thank you for those individuals that are watching. God, and people that will watch this podcast or listen to this podcast later on, God. God, we thank you for those. God, I thank you for our relationships. God, today, help us, if we don't have you centered first in our life, that we'll start making the shift to put you number one in our lives. God, not that our spouse or our future spouses aren't important, because, God, they are important. But, God, you should be the number one most important thing in our life. Because, God, we can't get to heaven without you. God, guide us. I want to pray over every relationship today, God. God, that you will take them, make them stronger. God, a lot of people are struggling in their relationships because of past mistakes, God. God, help us to forgive and forget things. God, help us to work through the hurts, work through the pain. But God, let us know the only way we have to do that is to put you first. And to put you in the midst of everything. God, if somebody doesn't know you today, let them know. All they have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. When the road gets hard and difficult, help me not to stray away. God, I just want to thank you for dying on the cross for me. And guide my steps every day. In your name I pray. Amen. We want to thank you for joining in on today's podcast. Make sure to join us next week as we continue our relationship goal series with a message titled Mission Driven. If you need special prayer today, go to www.medicchurch.com, fill out the prayer request form, and our team is standing by wanting to pray that God will meet and bless each and every need that is submitted. All right, we'll see you next week.